Welcome to Books with Bitches. I'm Maria. And I'm Madison. Welcome. And today we are reading chapters 14 through 28 of The Wife Between Us by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. Yay. All right. So how First, would how would you rate this section, Maria? Um, on a scale of one to five, five being like absolutely like could not put this book down. I think I would give it like a four. Because it finally did speed up. I know we were complaining about it last week of like, this book is very hard to get through. But I think we finally hit the part where I was like, okay, everything's starting to come together. But now I feel like there's even more things that still need to come together. As do with thriller books. But I'm willing. Okay, but it's not like the, you know, Home Before Dark, where it was the last 50 pages where everything came together. Mm -hmm. This is starting earlier. And... I mean, it's not where I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to keep reading because I don't want to find out. Like, no, I want to find out. <laughs> All right. If that makes any sense. I guess. What would you rate it? Are we rating from, like, what I think about it or not being able to put the book down ability? It doesn't really matter because it's a one either way. <laughs> this was your question. <laughs> Just because it's my question doesn't mean I'm going to give it a good rating. Oh, well. <laughs> but like yeah i just i think it's the only like it's kind of like i told you with like the first part of the book like the only reason i'm able to get through it is because i'm hardcore thriller speculating at this point and i'm just like i need my detective hat because i am looking for clues <laughs> i feel like this definitely is not your favorite book like you wouldn't be bothered if you never read this book <laughs> I have a couple of books I've put down and never picked back up. I do as well. That's just how it goes. But yeah, no, I'm reading this for us. <laughs> for us. How lovely. All right. Let's move on to our chapter overview slash summary of this section. So starting with chapter 14, Vanessa is going to intercept Richard's <laughs> new fiance and his sister before they like get to dinner because she wants to confront the fiance by herself without Richard there. Mm -hmm. And then she misses him and then she gets kicked out of the restaurant. I thought that not, was pretty wild. Not even at the same restaurant. It also, um, also raised the question is like, Vanessa, can you leave New York, please? She has to stay there for Aunt Sharshar. Aunt Charlotte can move with her. I did want to make a comment, so I have marked on 120 how, like, Vanessa was saying that she hadn't seen her friends lately and it made her miss them. And she was always with Richard. Mm -hmm. And that bothered me because I was like, I've been that person where I put my friends on hold because I wanted to hang out with my boyfriends at the time. Looking back, I wish I could take that time that I had spent with my exes with my friends instead. So at least she had some type of common sense after the fact. I think it's just one of those kind of live and you live and you learn things. Yeah. I think it's more common in like new relationships to be like, oh, that that's the one person I want to hang out with all the time. Yeah. But like this is however long in her marriage and she's just like, I don't have any friends anymore. And it's just like, because yeah. Richard, <laughs> Richard took them away from you. Well, we already see now from, like, Vanessa's point of view, it's, like, Richard was very controlling. Yes. And, like, isn't, like, step one is to isolate your friends and family from you. And, like, we can see that, too, like, 
So here she like has her little flashback, you know, of the reason why they don't, they never went to that restaurant again. She, Richard caught, you know, this man flirting with her. Which, like, how is that her fault? I was like, again, it's not Vanessa's fault. <laughs> she is an attractive woman at a bar. And so he, like, barely talked to her. And I was like, okay, that's just some petty shit that you need to get over. Like, that kind of was like, okay, another red flag. Again, if I had my red flag, I'd be waving it. Do I need to order you yeah. a red flag? I you need to order me a red a flag. I'll get you your detective hat. <laughs> but then you see, like, you know, he asked that guy in college, the one who got you pregnant, are you still in touch with him? Like, what else haven't you told me? What an asshole. I would have left too. How far is this in their marriage? I think it's like a few, like one or two years in is what I think I saw, unless I'm thinking of another memory that she was thinking of. I don't know. It's just like, it's like, she's married to you, dude. Right. <laughs> unless you're coming home to like someone else in your bed or she has like some incriminating text messages. Fuck off. And it's also, like, not a fun subject. Like, she didn't want to tell you in the first place because that stuff is, like, very hard to talk about. And then you bringing it up at a restaurant, like, where it's supposed to be one of your favorite places, like, you're horrible. I mean, maybe Richard's just insecure. And she has kissed someone else already while they were dating. Ah, yes. That was her fault. I will say that was her fault. Yeah. She let it happen. But I didn't like that when she went outside and, like, it's, you know, the... The snow is falling and she's crying and he comes up to her and was like, I'm sorry. I had a horrible day. I should have never taken it out on you. No, you shouldn't have. But you're still the manipulator. Yes, he. I think Richard is a terrible person, but like everybody has bad days. You know what I mean? Everyone's been guilty of taking out their bad day on their loved one. I'm not going to say I've never done that because I literally did that 20 minutes ago. Oh, no. But- <laughs> But I just don't like Richard, so I'm not making any excuses for him. Okay, fair. I'm just like, I'm, just, I'm not going to hold that against him if he, if he actually had a bad day. Because everyone has right. just, like, flipped out on the person closest to them and being like, well, you're a piece of shit because X, Y, and Z happened to me and none of it's their fault. <laughs> and then you feel bad and you're like, oh, I'm going to go cry now. Like, I'm going to go cry. Because I'm a bully. Because <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> And then, like, Vanessa's reminiscing. She said, please don't marry her. (laughs) All right. Chapter 15. I just, I want Vanessa to leave New York. That's all I want. I just want Vanessa to be happy. I just want Vanessa to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Go go live somewhere else. (laughs) Do something else. You're like, she's like, what, 34? I think, I think so. Like, I think at this point now she's like 40-ish. Because I remember she had said, like, she was already in her mid-30s when the wine incident had happened, which we still don't know anything I, about the wine no, incident. No, I thought they just got divorced. So she got married in, like, late 20s-ish. Yeah, she was They like were married for seven years, and I don't even think it's been a full year after the divorce. So she's, like, 34. I'm like, you are a beautiful young woman. Go to therapy. Figure your shit out. And go have a good life somewhere else. <laughs> Preach it. All right, chapter 15. We're back to Nellie. Ah, uh, nervous Nellie. Um, oh, this is when she's talking about the guy that she had been in love with. She thought she had been in love with. 
and how days later he showed up holding a cheap bouquet of carnations and she let him comfort her. I didn't like this guy to begin with from the way that she made him sound. Mm-hmm. He quoted poetry and pointed out constellations. I literally, in my head, was like, you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. Kind of weird. <laughs> Look, I do weird things too, okay? I put Everyone my has their own hobbies. <laughs> He's allowed to like poetry and constellations. My apologies to those who like constellations. Yeah. <laughs> constellations are directly linked with mythology so fuck you maria i'm sorry (laughs) um and then she's talking about what well with 125 are you talking about maureen um yes i think so yeah like it starts on 125 maureen's terrific yeah i was gonna talk about how at the end like close to the end of the page it was like you know aren't you going to answer because i guess sam had called or whatever Mm mm-hmm And she was like, hey, are you coming back here tonight? And some woman came to check out the apartment. She said she heard I was looking for a new roommate. After she left, I couldn't find my keys. I want to know what the deal was with that. Because they never really answered it. Because I was like, oh, then maybe at this point, Vanessa had managed to get into the house and take the keys. Mm -hmm. But now I'm confused because I was like, well, then who took it? We'll find out. Oh, hopefully. (laughs) Oh, is it terrible? Yeah, I don't know. Um... I don't know if this is the authors trying to make us like like Richard a little bit because you and I already have such strong feelings about it. I'm just like, eh, whatever good deed he does, I don't care. Right. Yeah, I think this was her way or the the, the author's way of being like, Richard did something nice so Sam could like him. But I think eventually, like ultimately, Sam still didn't care for him. I don't think arranging for the locks to be changed at your girlfriend's apartment is something you do so the roommate likes you. I think that's like a basic safety thing and be like, hey, I don't want my fiance to not feel safe. <laughs> I'll change the lock on her door because some weirdo stole the key. It's just weird that someone even was able to do that. But then he was like, oh, but Sam probably just like misplaced it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just didn't like the way he was talking about Sam. But I think anything that Richard does at this point, I'm just like, I don't like you. And I'm not going to, like, try and come up with a positive reason as to why you did something. I mean, just like, I feel for Sam as someone who loses their key and cell phone a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. This is where Richard, like, reveals to her his dark, sordid past of being a fucking poor person. Was he really poor or was he just, you know... If you're, both of your parents are dead and your sister is going through college, I don't think you have a lot of money. But I think he also says his dad was, he was in finance, but he was an accountant and he just Oh, he was an accountant yeah. for the plumbers and stuff. So okay, like, okay. he's saying, he's like, no, I didn't come from money. Which right, got and then Maureen got a college scholarship. I mean, that was nice of him to open up, but I think that was the only time he opened up to her. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't like, though, was like, okay, yeah, that's really nice. Like, you know, you opened up to her. But then he basically, like, got on top of her. She even said she wasn't ready for him. And he still went in. But she didn't tell him to stop. Look, this is the problem I have with, like, Richard and Nellie's sex life is none of it sounds very good or fun or actually like sex. 
more consensual. Well, I'm just like, is this act? I don't know if it's like an author flaw where it's like, nah, you can't write sex scenes. But I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my husband about it earlier. He's just like, there is a way to do it tastefully, right? Like, you can do like you can do either fade to black or like this, or you can be explicit. This was just like awkward to me, and like even like. I didn't like it. Well, I didn't like it. I don't feel like she liked it. I don't even think he liked it. <laughs> like... I don't know. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable for me to read because I was like, I don't like the way that, that this is written. But then when, you know, like she said, I love you. And then he was like, you know what? The first time I saw like what I thought the first time I saw you, my Nelly. Ick. That gave me the ick. But I'm going to continue on. You were smiling down at a little boy in the airport. You looked like an angel, and I thought you could save me. Oh, this was so gross. His words were a whisper from myself. What does that even mean? That is weird. Richard. It means Richard knows he's a piece of shit. And he still used her. We have a (laughs) self-confession. And he still used her. Yeah, no, this part was fucking gross. I was like... All right, this is disgusting. I, I was need like, to turn the first of all, there's a weird sex scene that I don't think anyone enjoyed, and then there's like Richard admitting admitting he's a piece of shit. Well, let's keep going to see how much more piece of shit he is. All right, this is Vanessa. Oh, when she sees the dead body. <laughs> yes, that was kind of out there. I didn't really know where this was going, but then it like it kind of started to make sense where it was like. After a while of just losing yourself, you don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of makes sense for her, you know? She was, like, she was already all alone in that house. Mm-hmm. And that really, like, made me sad for her. I was, like, the fact that he took everyone away from you, leaves you at home alone, you don't have a job. Like, you literally have nothing. And, like, this isn't the life you wanted to live. But yeah. at this point, she already feels so lost. So, I like, I can see, unfortunately, why she, like, What's the word? Relates so much to this person who just committed suicide. I think she's looking back at the memory and that now she's just like, now I get it. She even said like on 131, I marked this one. Her life with Richard is beginning. My life feels as if it's ending. Mm -hmm. And I was like, poor girl. But then I thought, oh, this is where I continue to think that Vanessa was the psycho. Because at the bottom, it's like, it's too late. I yearn to scream at her. You should have stayed away from my husband. Are you going to kill someone? I really genuinely thought that Vanessa was going to kill someone. And then she just goes to confront them. This is so mm-hmm. weird. That <laughs> uh, I don't... It's such a short chapter. It and was. The only thing she does is she reminisces about this woman who's committed suicide. And then she goes to the salon to get her hair done. But it also shows you how much she's changed. Because the the salon Silas was like, "Is this you?" And she goes, "Yes." So the fact that like she was is it actually her or is it a picture of his new fiance? No, it's her. Oh, okay. That's how much she changed though, and like that's what we see like as we continue reading, because like even Aunt Charlotte was like, "You changed. You weren't the person you once were." And Sam made comments too about like, "Wow, you look bad." Well, okay, that hasn't happened yet, but I know. But I'm just saying. (laughs) This is, like, the part where it foreshadows that she's trying, like, that she was once so beautiful, but then after all of the stuff that happened to her, it was, like, boom. I don't doubt that Vanessa is still beautiful. I think she's just a little, she just needs some help. She needs some TLC. 
Because, like, I think it implies that she is, like, still beautiful. Like, I don't know what the whole, like, thing is where she's just, like, I feel like it's skinny shaming. I feel like this book is skinny shaming and fat shaming at the same time. And I don't like it. I get those vibes, too, and I'm not a big fan. I'm just like, can you stop mentioning her weight? And other people's weight? It's rude. And then (laughs) people's pants. Yeah. Right, chapter 17, Nellie is getting ready for her wedding. Yay! Not really. And then she can't find her... Dad's handkerchief. Yeah. I thought that was kind of like, I don't know what the reason was for that. Because then, like, Richard came and saved the day. Was that was that the author's way of trying to de- depict Richard as, like, a hero again? I don't know if it was that or if it was just trying to, like, kind of show us that Nellie has some, like, extreme paranoia. That could be a point. But um, we, also, I also... Um, we can go back and talk yeah. and go to where she's talking to her mom. And she's like, does Richard know that facials make, your, make you break out? And it's just like, how well does Richard know you? I was literally just about to make a comment about that, too, because... You know, he's like, did he ask if you wanted to spend the day before your wedding getting a facial? And then, you know, she's like, why? What does that even matter? The mom knows her better than Richard. I would hope so. It's her mom. I mean, I understand that. <laughs> I know that sounds like funny now that I said that. But it was like, if your mom, who you don't have a good relationship with, knows you and how you break out or whatever and stuff like that. And, like, ask the genuine question, like, did he even bother to ask you if that's what you wanted to do? Because what if there's something else that she wanted to do? Richard is all about planning and control, and Nellie's just going for the ride. But, like, you can see that she's clearly, like, at it. She's like, do I let him or I'm going to make him feel bad if I say otherwise? Yeah, it's really a, a communication issue at this point. Just breaks my little heart. Well, it's just like I don't think Nelly sees it as controlling as we no. do because we also have Vanessa's point of view, and we obviously see the controlling nature that he did to Vanessa that Nelly doesn't really see yet. So she, right. Nelly could just be like, "Oh, he he's trying to do something nice. It's like a nice surprise for me because who doesn't want a facial? Who doesn't want a deep tissue massage? And it's like, oh, it could just be that Richard is a planner." And he's like, right. hey, I would like to have everything scheduled. And then Nellie just might be like, oh, let's randomly do this thing. And that can be very irritating being in a relationship with someone who is like that and then someone who is also a planner. Right. But then you see that she calls the place and says, can I change it to a kelp? I think it's a seaweed wrap. wrap. Yeah. Which just made me think of sushi. <laughs> Which is funny because... Her mom was right all along, and she didn't want to tell her mom she was right until after she stopped talking to her mom. The big reveal. Chapter 18? Yeah. This, I'm going to go on the rant. I was going to go on earlier that I told you I'd stop. Okay. This reveal is fucking lame. (laughs) Did you think it was lame? Did you you like it? I'm not going to lie. I thought something more would happen. I'm just like, oh, you're going to retell us what happened in a previous chapter? This was information we already had. You're now just telling me it's from a different point of view that Vanessa is Nelly. Yeah. And it breaks, like, the big writer rule of show, don't tell. Like, they're just telling us everything. And they're not showing it, you know? Like, you let the background, you let other characters reveal things that are happening. And this is just... 
Vanessa saying, Oh, Rich, my nickname with Richard was Nelly. Oh, this is how I met Richard. We already fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thing was, it was like, you know, my replacement doesn't see me coming. Vanessa, her voice is incredulous. I'm surprised she recognizes me so swiftly. I was like, oh, wow, they finally met Vanessa and Nelly. And then when she goes, I'm a very different woman today than when Richard and I fell in love all those years ago. And I was like, wait a second. And then my brain, the wheels started turning. And then it was like, everything about me has transformed. At the age of 27, I was a buoyant, chatty preschool teacher. I was like, yo, so was Ness, uh, Nelly. <laughs> so was Nelly, who hated sushi and loved the movie Notting Hill. I palm of burgers at my part-time waitressing job and rummaged through secondhand clothing stores. And I was like, wow, okay. Still not making the connection, really. And then when she brought up Samantha and Aunt Charlotte, I was like, oh, I'm just dumb. <laughs> I'm just dumb. <laughs> You're not dumb. <laughs> I just, I was like, oh, Madison was right. I think I was more mad that you were right and that I have to buy you a detective hat at the, than the fact that, like, I didn't make the realization. I think the fact that you're more mad that you have to buy me a detective hat is funnier than the fact that you just didn't catch on to all the clues that they were dropping. I know it is what it is, you know. But no, I just thought it was fucking lame. Like maybe I'm biased, but I thought the wedding scene would have been better. It probably could have. It would have. Because this whole paragraph of the reveal is her telling us. Yeah. But it did also say that she lost every single friend. Yeah, that sucks. And I was like, oh, no. And then, of course, you know, they retell the story of how they both met. And I was like, okay, I'm over it. But again, like this, this could have still, I'm going to go on my rant about this needs to be the wedding scene. Okay. Because it could have been like after they got married, like after they got married, the wedding scene where the, the big reveal is Nellie is Vanessa. This could be like the speech of Richard being like, oh, how did I meet my wife? Like, wouldn't that had such a good flow? Yeah, I think that would have been a little bit more of like a holy shit moment. But uh, whatever. <laughs> it, what really pisses me off is this whole the big reveal of how Richard and Nellie met. We already know. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it was just like. I don't need it in two different chapters. Yeah. I think it was her way of being able to, like, discuss how Nellie is gone forever and now I'm only Vanessa. Like, it shows that, that Richard took away who she once was. But Richard also took away who she was when they got engaged. Like, he just gave her a new name. She doesn't even like it, which... But then I marked on page 143 <clears throat> how... Vanessa was basically like, I need to tell you the truth about him. And I was like, oh, we're finally going to find out. That was a letdown. Oh, of, of the new fiance just calling her fucking insane. Yeah. I don't blame Emma <laughs> for calling her insane. So we're on part two now. Chapter two. 19 after chapter 18 was lame. I think I like kind of blacked out while I was reading because I really only have one marker up until chapter 23. So <laughs> Very nice. you might have to take the reins on this. Okay. I just put um, Vanessa trying to convince Emma, just like, I need to talk to you. You don't know who Richard is, blah, 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 blah. 
And then Emma interrupts. She's like, I feel horribly about everything. I want you to know he started opening opening up to me as a colleague, as a friend. I'm not the kind of woman who would ever thought she'd have an affair with a married man. We didn't expect to fall in love. Fuck you, Emma. Leave. If you ever start to feel yourself catching feelings for a married, a married person, person, you remove yourself from that situation. There is, It is never okay to start an affair. Amen. Like, unless it just... <laughs> <laughs> it just pains me because, like, Vanessa wants her so badly to be like, stop what you're doing. Like, he's not worth it. Like, he's a horrible person. And then she goes, you really need help. Like... Yeah. I, it just bothers me because it's like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. Richard has already planted, you know, his opinion of her to you and you can think how you want. But if like someone is telling you like they, I don't know. I think I would take it with at least some type of, you know, kernel of truth. I'd be like, okay, is let me dig deeper. Maybe, maybe we'll see that Emma did decide to like take Vanessa's word and be like, okay, let me do some some researching let me not just all together throw her out i'm hoping that's what happens i'm just on the fuck you emma train i'm like i hope richard kills you now anyways <laughs> but this is where i really was just like vanessa can you just leave yeah can you get i literally put in like it's the super cliche quote of the whole you don't need to light yourself on fire to keep other people warm it's like vanessa you got away from your abusive husband Please leave. You don't need yeah. to warn the new fiance. Leave. Do yourself a favor and leave. I agree. And then she goes back to like. And then wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I'm so wedding. sorry. Oh. I th- I don't know if she ever says this, but I put in my notes and I was like, if Richard ever truly loved Nellie or Vanessa or whatever we want to call her from now this point on, he would have gotten her therapy as soon as she started showing signs of paranoia. And or just- therapy when she started IVF. Yeah, it's just, and it's like, you are a very rich person. You can afford this. I don't know why he didn't put her in therapy then. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you're going to f- call your wife crazy, maybe you I should shell out the money it. for fair therapy and make sure she actually gets the help that she needs. And I was like, so I don't think Richard ever loved Vanessa. You have money to buy her Mercedes Benz. Like, yeah. And then um, then the rest of the chapter goes into their honeymoon, which- honeymoon. I want to know who called her, though, and, like, what made her freak out so badly? Like, because who's the one calling her? So we have the... So Richard does have an ex-wife before Vanessa. Right. And we so still we know that. So it, it could be her. Or I have another prediction that we'll get to when Vanessa goes into what happened to her in college. Okay. So I thought that was a little weird. I also thought it was weird that he still went out without her, like, after her whole, like, panic attack after scuba diving. Yeah, I had a question about that. And I was like, is she having a panic attack? I think it go. mm, we'll talk about it when we get to what happened to her in college. Okay. But uh, does that explain why she has claustrophobia? Not necessarily, but I think the scuba diving has something to deal with. I thought she freaked out. Oh, maybe because she's in the water. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm, Eric. Poor Eric. I know. He's just trying to, you know, (laughs) make some money. (laughs) And then obviously we get the the call. Then she destroys herself. A little much. I would too. No. (laughs) No. 
Well, I want to know who it was. They're not going to tell you who they are. I'm saying she knows who it was. I, the reader, don't know who I it was. I don't think she knows who it is. So she's just destroying her phone because she doesn't know who's calling her? She's been getting these weird calls, I think she said, okay. for a while. So just imagine mm-hmm. if some weird number keeps calling you every day where you just hear the breathing on the, the end of the line. I would just block it. I mean, that's fair. But I I don't know. But then Rich is going to buy her new phone anyway. So it well, I don't know if this if this person has her phone number, they can call from any phone. Yeah, I guess. So at that point, it's either you turn your phone off, put it on do not disturb. Or get a new phone. Like, or get a new phone number. And number, yeah. Because like, you know, with like spam calls, like they don't call from an, their actual number. They just spoof other people's numbers. And they don't stop calling. Yeah, exactly. So okay, it's, it's, it. that's yeah. how I'm just like, yeah, you either turn your phone off, you destroy the phone. You or... this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But then in the next chapter, we have Aunt Sharshar come and save the day. Is that what we're going to she... call her now? Aunt Sharshar? I love Aunt Charlotte. Yeah, I love her. Oh, oh because yeah, we see um, after her first anniversary, she had just turned 29. So she was 28 when she married Richard. Um, But this is when Aunt Charlotte basically tells her, like, you started changing even after you got married. You weren't the same nice person you once were. You became very uppity. I don't know why she quit her job as a preschool teacher right as she married Richard. Because didn't they say she was going to quit after she got pregnant? I think so. I was just like, that's where I'm like, I have a disconnect. But I just don't like that he even made her quit altogether. That was at the the restaurant, which I kind of understand because it like you don't need the extra income to make rent anymore. Why don't you? Just but keep, it gave her something to do. I keep your job at the preschool. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like stay at the preschool because she yeah. loved it. Yeah. So I was like, you why know, did she leave bar. her job at the preschool? I understand why he was just like, hey, can you not work at the restaurant anymore? Because that's mm-hmm. time you could be spending with me. Versus, like, the preschool is, like, a normal, like, nine-to-five job where it's, like, oh, she has something to do during the day. Mm -hmm. That's what she needed. Yeah. And I relate to Vanessa in this thing because as someone who kind of needs a rigid schedule to to not tumble into depression, (laughs) I understand. It's, like, yeah, you need something to do. Vanessa is talking to Aunt Sharshar at the bar. When she said at the bottom of page 161, she goes, I wonder how many other unpleasant moments Aunt Charlotte witnessed during those years and has held close out of love for me. Although we were still newlyweds, my transformation had already begun. Is this just like losing yourself in a marriage or just a relationship in general? And how much control he had over her that she didn't even realize until she felt like what was too late. Yeah. I have here... um... I just have Richard is crazy making. <laughs> and then 21, I, she always, I always knew my life with Richard wouldn't resemble my old one. I was just, and then again, I have the whole thing I just complained about. It's like, why is she not still working? And then she thinks someone is in the apartment. And then she has another panic attack. Oh, this one's in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I had on 167... Because, you know, they had asked if she had seen anyone. And yeah, the like, face. No. She saw the face and not the one in our windows. It was only visible in my memory. I'm like, who was it? it? Belongs to someone I last encountered in Florida. Someone who blames me. Who wants me punished for the cataclysmic events of that fall evening. I had a new name, a new address. I'd even changed my phone number. 
I'd always feared it wasn't enough. Is it David? I don't think it's David. Or is it Maggie? Is it who? Maggie. You think a ghost did it? Congratulations, Maria. Maggie's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) It's Maggie from Home Before Dark. It's a crossover. It's the Jimmy Neutron Fairly Odd. Okay, that's crossover. literally what I thought, which is like, my my pledge's name is Maggie. I was like, we have a crossover. Maggie's a ghost. But then this is where she starts talking about the tragedy that unfolded that October day. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 21 at the time, which I can only imagine going through, you're in college, you find out you're pregnant. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, no. So she's 21. She doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then we get the big the reveal. She's dating a professor. I wouldn't say dating. I'd say fookin'. She says my boyfriend, Daniel. She says they're dating. He says they're F buddies. Could you he's imagine? Just a piece of, he's a piece of shit anyway. I mean, he's just having an affair with a student. You know, as he has a wife and kids. Well, then you have her also speculating later. I don't know if it's in this chapter or the next chapter where she starts thinking, she's like, is she, is he fucking that other student too? Yeah, because he, but, the, and that's the thing too, is like, he gave the student more attention and completely disregarded her. And she's like, I'm still a student too. So you brushing me off makes it look even more suspicious. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't like him. But I also have the whole, like, thing where um, she starts stalking him. <laughs> and that's where we realize she's kind of crazy. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, it is. I understand if you get mad at your boyfriend. However, like, whenever my friends were always just like, yeah, I went out for the night and my girlfriend called me a hundred times. I'm like, do you want to be in this relationship? Yeah, no thanks. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> You know, that's never appropriate. Sit at home and one time. sit at home and mold. <laughs> I did that one time with Jayish before we even started dating, and I think like it was one night where I was drunk and I kept calling because we got in this big fight after like my birthday party. I kept calling, kept calling, kept calling, kept calling, and he kept declining my call. And I was like, at that point, I was like, I'm reverting back to 21 year old Maria where I used to spam call my ex. Why? And I was like, and if I'm doing this, I haven't told myself, I'm doing this. I need to take a step back and realize I'm somewhat psycho. Like, this is not okay. And so I told Jayish, I was like, I'm not talking to you for the rest of the night. I can't believe I'm doing this. I am so like, sorry. I, I, I realized. And I was like, I'm a little psycho. Let me knock it back. Like, And now we're at the point where I'm like, if you don't answer the first time, all right, I'm not going to stress out about it. Yeah. I think it's called growth. <laughs> I can I ask you a personal question? We can cut this out if you want. Yeah. What makes you do that? For so with each, it was because you know how he was that I like mm-hmm. I didn't trust him. I think it was the lack of trust because I didn't know if he was out getting drunk, if he was arrested, or what. And then like with, I don't think I ever did that with. Just because I was like, I'm not going to let myself get to that point. And then I think with Joshua, it was just like, because we had gotten in that big of a fight. And I was drunk. So it didn't help that I was already sad, mm-hmm. drunk, 
and then like he wasn't answering that I was like, oh, like I did something. I think it was like mentally, I was like, I did something wrong. I need to fix it now. But like with it was just a lack of trust. No, oh, okay. Just like when I get mad at my significant other, I just get in my car and I drive. <laughs> oh, okay. You got you got money. <laughs> okay, I can't do it anymore. Fuck these gas prices, man. I know. <laughs> um, but no, like that's what I do. I'll just I just tell him, hey, if we get in a fight, I'll call you when I'm done. Like when I'm done getting mad at the world. Well, that's why I said I was just like sit and hold and sit at home and mauled. <laughs> yeah, I I do that now. At the time, no. But I also don't drink anymore. Well, I so. also I'm just kind. I was just kind of like when she did this, and I was like, why is she doing this? I understand she's going through a very rough time, and she needs someone to support her, and she has to pretend everything's okay because it's like pledge night. Right. But it's just like distract yourself with pledge night. Don't go to his house. Maybe it's just because I just don't understand. The but whole... again, her whole situation, she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. She needs him to answer now. I can, and she has no one else to go to. Yeah. Which sucks for her. Because well, I'm she, like, she has friends in the sorority. I think she didn't want people to know that she was fucking a professor. You don't have to say it's your professor. Just say I'm pregnant. Again, she's 21. <laughs> she probably didn't know what to do. Tell someone close to you and they can comfort you. Just say it was a one night stand. Vanessa, if you're listening. Vanessa, if you're happen, listening. Just make sure that you tell someone close to you. <laughs> Vanessa, if you're listening, leave New York. Stop this. <laughs> leave Richard before it happens. But then, speaking of Richard, the devil. He shows up to Aunt Charlotte's apartment. Chapter 22. Oh, God. I got so mad. She's trying to write a letter, first of all. And then it's like she conjured him. Because then she's like, I hear his voice. She conjured him. (laughs) And then he wants to talk to her about how she needs help. No, Richard, my guy, you need help. All right. Stop right there. (laughs) Vanessa needs help. Okay, she does need therapy. But he also needs to realize that he is a manipulator, too. Okay, but that's not Vanessa's problem anymore. She is not married to him. Take his money. Go to therapy. That's all I have for that chapter. Well, okay, I will sympathize with Richard a little bit in this point, where he admits she didn't get enough in the settlement, so he gives her some cash. That was nice of him, but you know what wasn't nice of him? Kissing her? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, That was gross. I wanted to throw the book at the wall, but I can't because it's the library's book. That's very nice of (laughs) you. It's not going to destroy government property. But I like how she said, you shouldn't have done that. Then I was like, oh no, is she going to kill? I feel like she has a, a killing bone in her body. I think Vanessa just needs some mental health. Some therapy. (laughs) I don't assume anyone's a killer, unless it's Richard, because I don't like him. I feel like... Oh, I don't know. He he gives some killer vibes. I'm I'm sure he is capable of violence. But that's really the big thing that happens in Chapter 22, is Richard shows up. And he he says, Nellie, this is the first time he has called me this since I moved out. I love Emma. A sharp pain bursts in my chest, but I will never love anyone as much as I loved you. Manipulator shit to the max. What is the point? 
He wants to open up the wound that is slowly healing for her. Is that true, or does he actually still love her? I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. I don't like this book. (laughs) 23. Uh, She is reminiscing. Oh, this was gross. Has she dreams about Richard and come to find out it's Emma? She, like, dreams about... Okay, so it goes from, like, a first-person dream to a third-person dream where she's being voyeuristic and watching two other people fuck, which is like, okay, go for that it. Is that what you got from that? <laughs> yes. What did you get from that? I I got that it was her underneath Richard. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, no. Okay, I see it now. Yes, that's why I said it went from a first-person point of view was, to a third-person point of view. So it was I like, thought it was her underneath Richard, then Emma was replaced Richard, and it was her. You, like, fucking Black Swan does. Into that shit. <laughs> but, yeah, and then she wakes up. Uh, this chapter, I really didn't have much for it, except for, you know, the fact that Aunt Sharsha finally divulges that she's going blind. Yeah. But, no, there's also the part where... Like, on 179, she says, During our marriage, whenever he told me I wasn't acting rationally, and that was I was illogical, or in more heated moments, he yelled, You're crazy. I denied it. He's wrong. I whispered to myself as I paced the sidewalks of our neighborhood. My body rigid, my footsteps pounding on the cement. I'd slammed down my left foot. He's then my right. Wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong. I'd repeat those words dozens, even hundreds of times, and maybe I'd thought if I'd said them enough, they would bury the persistent worry warming through my brain. What if he was right? If you're calling your spouse crazy, and what she is it actually that has a history of mental health issues, and it's in her family, go take her to therapy. Why does no one in thriller books... Act like a normal fucking person. I think we should have a how many times does Madison say go to therapy counter in this episode? (laughs) I just don't understand. (laughs) Am I wrong? You're not. Am I wrong? It's the Wicked Witch of the West. (laughs) What? All right, I'll send you a video. I think you can. I think I need to watch. I think I need to watch The Wizard of Oz again, if that's the reference you're making. It's this, these two guys that are arguing with each other about the Wicked Witch of the West or whatever. It's very interesting. I was like okay. the baking soda part, and I was like, does that actually put out fires? It puts out grief fires. And I was yep. like, oh, that's cool. That's why That's why I think when she was like, I grabbed the salt or whatever, and I was like, oh. Uh, the sugar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have on the top of my notes page, and I said, the twist of this book is she's actually not fucking crazy. Might not be. I think, what if what if it's that Richard made her believe so much so that she was crazy? Isn't that what I said last mother, episode? I think so. Yeah. And that because her mom had it, that he was like, oh, I can convince you easily that you were your mom. I mean, yes, but she also does, like... She does do things that are very... Yeah, like, even before she met Richard, she started, like, aggressively stalking her boyfriend mm-hmm. and i was like that's not okay but maybe it was just like crazy young girl shit i don't know but i was just like it's kind of where i was getting i was like i feel like all women are kind of crazy to a certain point we are but then it doesn't help when our significant other also adds to that craziness no, i was like i i do crazy things i feel like i'm a pretty rational person <laughs> you are you're probably one of the most rational people i know <laughs> 
But yeah, no, I've 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 felt crazy. I've done crazy shit. <laughs> I've done very crazy. Looking back at like what I did in middle school and high school, I was like, why didn't my mom let me do this? Girl, you in college, you were crazy. That's freshman year. We don't talk about that. I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I love you so much, but I was just like, some of the shit you were doing in college was like, okay, okay, this is my best friend, I'm just gonna listen. And drunk Madison proceeds to call me a whore every time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay, so we go into chapter 24, <clears throat> and we um, are introduced to Maggie. The notes I have for chapter 24 is she abandons Maggie and goes to stalk her boyfriend. <laughs> I didn't like that. I also didn't like the fact that we find out that he had children and a wife. And I mean, it makes sense why he didn't want to talk to her, but also like, what the fuck were you doing, dude? Like, that's awful. I can only imagine the pain that his wife must be feeling too. Well, I mean, that's why the the wife says you need to leave. Good for her. I think on 188, she says, she's asking what class it is. They both answer a different thing. Mm-hmm. And then the way that she reacts makes me think he's done it before. She jabbed a finger at me. Stay away from my husband. Her vo- lower lip quivered. And it's just like, was that something, is that a, a reaction you have the first time it's happened? No, I've I never. I've never been cheated on. I've been cheated on, but I've never oh, I know met the other person. <laughs> Yay. You're rational when it comes to you being cheated on, though, because you're just like, I'm leaving the guy. And also, you never blamed the girl. So like, Because the guys know what they're doing. Well, exactly. So that's why I said you're very rational when you get cheated on. So like, kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it never happens. I don't think Dave will never do that. We've talked about it. Uh, we actually find out Daniel has kids. Piece of shit. Yeah. And then we find out Maggie is missing. Maggie's missing, and... Then we see that Vanessa relates Maggie to Emma. Yeah, but then we also see the letter that she finally wrote Emma. Let me also flash back um, before that is the first time that Vanessa met Emma. And again, oh yeah, it just makes me annoyed. But his affair was a reprieve, a vacation, really. If only it had remained just that, an affair. Would she have been okay if it had just been an affair and they broke it off? That's what she says, but we need to go back to like, only a paragraph. So if we could go back to the beginning of that paragraph where we go. During those months when Richard and Emma thought they were having a secret affair, when he took her to the apartment or visited hers, I actually relished his being gone. It meant I didn't have to change out of my sweats. I could empty a bottle of wine and not worry about where to hide the evidence. I didn't have to concoct a story about what I'd done all day or come up with a new way to avoid having sex with my husband. It was bad. What does that mean? He probably had a small peener. (laughs) Why are you so rude? (laughs) He deserved it. He cheated on her. I was just, it's just kind of like, why are you guys still married? Yeah. Maybe it was just, you know, because of this, the status that they held that it was like, you know, if it's, if you get a divorce, it's bad. Well, that's why I, okay, so I was having an affair, but this is where I I go back to the thing where the first, the first scene where we see Nellie and Richard having sex, I was like, I don't feel like she liked it very much. And now we get like, she's actively avoid trying to have sex with her husband. Aren't they trying to have a fucking kid? I guess at this point, she's like, I don't want to have a child with this guy. Then why is she so upset after the divorce? Because she probably truly did love him, but she's also just like, I I can't believe that I lost myself to this man. I don't know. It's just, 
This is very weird. And then we find out Aunt Charlotte's diagnosis mm-hmm. and um, um, Vanessa's letter to Emma. Do you want to read the letter or do we not want to read the letter? <laughs> it's basically just Vanessa saying, I understand why you think I'm crazy because I would think I'm crazy too. Mm-hmm. But you don't know him. And I don't want you to make the same, same mistakes I did. I couldn't save myself, but it is not too late for you. Which also, this makes me think, go back to the first chapter that we met Emma. Emma says she ordered that wine. Right. So that means the big failure in their marriage. She says it all. Everything went downhill after that that cocktail party. It's Emma's fault. Yeah. That means it's Emma's fault. Emma is malicious. Emma's a bitch. Emma, I think Emma actively tried to sabotage their marriage. Oh, definitely. So I don't believe the whole... I never thought I would be the person to have an affair with a married man. That's why the first thing I wrote in the chapter where we met Emma was, fuck you, Emma. So here, chapter 25, we... She goes to dinner with Sam. I just felt that that was... Is this the dinner where she's going to treat Sam? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they mentioned the toppers in this one. Yeah. The toppers and how they look like her. Mm-hmm. But... It's obvious that Richard is into blondes. Isn't his sister blonde? Mm-hmm. Again, we notice like how she's talking about how her medicine is making her feel. Well, I looked up bigger. the side effects to Clomid. Clomid, however you say it. Clomid. It explicitly says, the, like insert or whatever, when you get this medicine, get medical help right away if you develop any of the following side effects. Severe pain slash swelling in the lower abdomen, pelvic area, sudden slash rapid weight gain. Nausea and vomiting, shortness of breath, decreased urination, faster irregular heart rate, and then stuff like that. It's like she is experiencing weight gain. And it from the dinner with Sam, it doesn't sound like, I know it says she has a drinking problem already, but just drinking alcohol itself doesn't really make you gain weight if you're not consuming calories at the same time. Right. So I think, also, but like, that's where I'm, as you need to go back to your doctor. <laughs> but she also hasn't been completely honest with her doctor. About what? She had an abortion. Mm, yeah. So, but it is what it is. I think she's also trying to sabotage her chances of getting pregnant so she doesn't get pregnant with Richard. I feel like she was still trying to get pregnant with Richard because you see even now that she's she really wants a kid and she's upset that the house is empty. Like, I think at this point, she's still trying to get so trying to get pregnant. pregnant with Richard. We also start to see that I feel like she doesn't look. Oh, wait, really quick. She goes, I looked down at my black slacks, parentheses, slimming. Mm-hmm. So here we notice the other, you know, with the whole weight. Um, but then she also starts talking about how Sam has like nice biceps and like she's toned. Mm-hmm. And then we see Tara. I can tell that there's jealousy with Tara. Because at one point, she like, I really don't want her to come out with us. She hasn't seen her best friend in forever because she said like the first time she had to cancel because she had an appointment and then Sam had to cancel because she forgot her grandmother's 90th birthday. And it's kind of like if I had like flown out to see you and then I was like, oh, we're going to get dinner at this place. And then you're like, oh, and afterwards we can go to the club and I'm going to invite my friends. I'd be like, I'm making time for you. I mean, I get it. But we can also see she just doesn't like Tara. I don't know if she, like, knows Tara. Maybe she just doesn't like new people. (laughs) Oh, and then we do see, I had noted that she was like, um, how's the prince, you know? And she's like, who's the prince? She goes, Richard. You say that like it's a bad thing. 
This was already like, Sam really doesn't like him. This is just her way of being nice, like, you know, Prince Charming. But I just thought it was a very awkward dinner. You could tell they were being short with each other. I just don't know why Vanessa didn't. She wasn't honest with Samantha. About what? Because she was like, I wanted to talk to Sam the way we used to, but I didn't know how to begin. I could bring up the interior designer who'd help me select new upholstery for our dining room chairs. I could mention the hot tub Richard wanted to install in the backyard. I could shower her all of... Show her all of the enviable bits of my life, the superficial things Sam wouldn't have any interest in. She, at this point, had nothing to talk about. You don't have to... Basically, when you talk to people, you talk to each other about, like, your lives or, like, common interests. They don't have any more common interests. Interests. That's fair. Because she's changed. I just see Vanessa as a very lonely person at this point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm very angry, too, because then she gets mad at Sam for having called Richard, you know... The prince. Or the prince. And she's like, is that how you see Richard as my rescuer? And she goes, earlier, you called him the prince. I've always wondered if you had a nickname for him. I was acutely aware of my expensive top, the cost of the wine we were drinking, of my Prada handbag slung over the back of my chair. Sam shrugged, don't turn it into a big deal. Why don't you ever want to come to the house? Just admit it, you've never really liked him. It's not that I don't like him. I don't feel, I feel like I don't know him at all. There it is. I mean, she's never really hung out with Richard except for a, a few times. Like, I don't but like, feel I feel comfortable like Richard hanging never, out with people I don't know either. But it's like Richard never made it a point to hang out with her friends. It just kind of, this part just made me think of like when I first brought Luke over to meet you and I brought him over to your like your family's Christmas, Christmas party, party. And the first thing we did was we played this card game. And the first question is like, what's your sex hotline? And I looked at Luke and he, I talked to him about it later and he was just like, yeah, he was like, that was really interesting. He was like, I was going to like be chill about it. And then that was the first question. He was just like, I'm all in. I think everyone had a good time though. And now she's going back to the apartment because she had a bad date with Sam and she's snooping. So I know it said the cake topper, the, the bride's blonde, right? Mm-hmm. It explicitly says he she notices the picture of his parents is missing. Mm-hmm. But then I think it says that in the parents' wedding photos, his mom has dark hair. Her dark hair curling around her shoulder. That yeah. was on 204. Yeah. And then she notices it has the date 1985. On the picture or is it on, are you t- the, talking about? On the, the topper. Um, yeah. And it's like the he would have been thing. a teenager. And that's why I asked, oh, Maureen's blonde? Maybe it's her wedding cake topper. Because he essentially considers her to be his mom. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make note on page 205. It's like the third paragraph down. It says, when it came to the darkest and most painful pieces of my own past, I also edited a few of the details while sharing the stories with my husband. I'd shaped my narrative carefully, leaving out the bits I knew he might find sorted. Even after Richard discovered I'd gotten pregnant in college, I never revealed that the professor was married. I didn't want him to think I'd been foolish, that I was somehow to blame, and I hadn't been truthful about how my pregnancy ended. Like, she's just so worried of upsetting Richard that she's, like, hurting herself. Obviously, this is not a marriage built on trust and communication and or I don't even think... I don't know. Has it already gone over the part where she's just like, oh, my psychology classes, the two most... uh?" common feelings together are is it like i think it says like sexual arousal and fear and fear yeah i don't think so i remember reading it but i don't remember if it was yeah i don't remember a little while after what i feel like it was when she was reading she was writing emma 
the letter. I think so. So we still don't know who the thing belonged to or the cake topper belonged to. Mm-hmm. And then that like she went back upstairs and he was calling her and he was like, I just want to make sure you're safe. You know, and she's like, I didn't want to bother. And he's like, bother me. It bothered me far more to imagine that something had happened to you. Like, I get that. I can see why he would be, like, you know, slightly upset because, like, you you know, that's the person you love. But then she says, as she climbed in between the crisp iron sheets of the, in his king-size bed, I realized he understood me well enough to guess exactly where I was when he hadn't been able to reach me at home. He knew me better than I knew him. Here's my thing. I just feel like there are hidden cameras. He's watching her without her. I feel like he's spying on her. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right, 26. Rishi, she's going to go <laughs> give the letter to Emma, and then she gets reminded of the German Shepherd Duke. And that, that is a housekeeping thing we need to say, because I said in the last episode the dog's name was Max. Oh. Which I'm like... No, it's Duke. Basic bitch names for a dog. Max. Duke. I do like that he got her a dog. I just, I just don't I like I love what German happened. Shepherds. They're so cute. I I like how like at first she was very like hesitant with this with this dog because you know Duke is a very German shepherds are well known security dogs. Well, she also says she wasn't used to dogs that big, right? And like the only memory she has of big dogs are the two that were chain link that were like chained, the two, two Rottweilers that were like snapping yeah. at her. Yeah, and then I think she but said then, the only other pet she'd had was a cat. So yeah, I can understand but then being scared of him. That sweet relationship, like, oh, that was so sweet when she was like, you know, he's looking at her. I, you know how, like, dogs look at you and they they're look at you and they're show. just like, I am so bored. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. So, like, you know, I was like, that is so sweet. Oh, my gosh. Then we, like, kind of see that, like, Maureen, Maureen bought those basketball tickets, but only two of them. And even, like, Vanessa's mom was like, just two. Yeah. It's like, you're already not being included. Don't you see that they're, like, leaving you alone? Like, you are literally by yourself all the time. Yeah. And I then I, I, I don't like, like Maureen, but, you know. No, I don't either. She's very... It's I'm just a like, weird that entire family is just sordid and gross. Yeah, that to the, the relationship between Richard and Maureen are very... It's very interesting. Kind of borderline. Okay, I asked I asked you last episode if you thought it was incestuous, e kind of like did you get those vibes? And you're like, no, I think it's more maternal. And I was like, oh, now I see your it. opinion. Now I see it. But it was nice that like finally, like Vanessa, you know, we said goodbye at the airport. She hugged me for much longer than she usually did. I love you, Vanessa. I'd like to see you more. Maybe you could come to visit Florida in a month or two. I dreaded to visit, but I found myself surprisingly comforted by her embrace. I'll try, and I intended to, but then everything changed again. Yeah, I think her mom died right after that. Probably. I think she finally realized, like, my mom is the only, like, my mom and Aunt Charlotte are the only people that I still have. Yeah. Well, she has Duke right now. And then I put on page 117 where she's telling Richard, I love Duke so much. I told Richard one night a few weeks later, you were right. He really does make me feel safe. And I was like, this is the beginning of the end for poor Duke. Because then Richard says, sometimes I think you love that dog more than me. I mean, There's I would. There's the jealousy aspect right there. He was well, jealous of a dog. Well, she, you have here, it's like, the truth was the love I felt towards Duke was the purest, most uncomplicated affection I had ever known. 
Duke was more than a pet, than just a pet. He became my ambassador to the world. And it's just like, I think maybe he saw her finally going out and expanding her world again because of this dog. And then he's just like, nope, not enough control. And just. Yep. And put her back into it, which is probably why he left, like why he took Duke. I, I Allegedly. Was Allegedly. But then she said, why would, because then you see, you know, at the bottom when he's like, oh, you love her, love him more than me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when Duke and I returned home, my cell phone rang, sweetheart, did you get the dry cleaners? But then on 220, when I'd gone to the dry cleaners, Mrs. Lee greeted me with her usual exuberance. So good to see you. Your husband just called a little while ago and I told him his shirts were ready. Light starch like always. Why would Richard have phoned the cleaners to make sure I hadn't gotten the shirts, then called me to see if I'd picked them up? I didn't ask him about it immediately, but soon it was all I could think about. Fuck that dude. Well, my whole thing is like, if he actually loved Vanessa, how could you take the one thing that started to make her feel happy in her life? Because he loved the idea of controlling her. I don't think he'd love- He is literally seeing this poor woman physically waste away. I grew hollow-eyed from insomnia, and on nights I managed to catch a little sleep. I often woke with my arm dangling over the side of the bed, my fingers touching the empty space where Duke used to lie. Just to see your significant other suffer like this and not go get the dog back is disgusting. We've already we've already made it clear that Richard is an asshole. He should have never heard of therapy. He should have left the fucking dog, but he doesn't. He cares about control and control only. Because then when she's like, the the one rule of their marriage don't challenge Richard. Yeah, I was like, are you serious? I was like, that is horrible. That is toxic masculinity right there. <laughs> I don't know if that's toxic masculinity. That's just like toxic marriage. That's just toxic anything. I was like, you can't you can't blame that on a one gender. <laughs> well then we see like she's like I thought about sub- suggesting we get another dog, maybe a different breed, but I never did, and so our home, no pets. No children shrank back to being just a home or just, just a, a house. house. I began to loathe it, the constant silence that never let up. I just can't imagine being in this marriage where I'm so miserable all the time and then want to stay in it, which is why I think I'm so confused about her fucking stalking Emma, trying to stop them from getting married. I think at this point, it's kind of established that she just doesn't want Emma to get hurt from because of Richard. Which is fine, but then it goes back to what I said earlier, where I'm just like, Vanessa, don't you don't need to light yourself on fire for this bitch who fucking stole your husband. I agree. And that's kind of what it is with chapter 27. Mm-hmm. You know, she places the picture of Duke into the envelope. Yeah. And then, like, how she basically got fired, and she's, like, kind of okay with it, because she's like, I maybe can talk my way into this. Like getting it back, but it's still like here she's seeing Maggie vanish. But maybe she wouldn't have if I had disappeared. If I hadn't disappeared first, Emma will disappear too if she marries Richard. She will lose her friends. She will become estranged from her family. She will disconnect from herself just as I did, and then it will get so much worse. Save her, my mind chance. I feel like something more happened too. Like she probably finds out what happened, like what the cake topper has to deal with, what happened to Richard's ex-wife. And I feel like maybe she's trying to get out of this relationship, but like Richard tries so hard to keep her in that like, it's almost like she, what if he did try to kill her and she got away from it? I don't know. Again, I'm just, I don't, I don't care. Leave, Vanessa. You got your out. (laughs) You don't need to save someone else. We'll see why she didn't leave all the way. What is the point of saving someone else if you end up dead because of it? 
Like she is not in, she's not in a position where she needs to, or she's not in a position where it's her job to save someone else's life. You know what I mean? And like, even as an EMT who's literally their job is to go save lives, rule one is scene safety. If you are going to get hurt saving someone else, you don't go. Am I? Well, we got to figure out what Richard's doing. I was like, am I a bad person for thinking that? No, but it is a book, so. I don't care if it's a book. <laughs> this book gives people bad ideas. Maybe because it's like, all right, I'm going to equate it to like Twilight kind of. And like all the girls who like broke their legs to go to prom when Twilight. Yeah, no, that was the thing. Yeah. No, when the movie first came out, there was like articles of people like these teenage girls are breaking their legs to go to prom because they want to be like Bella. Oh, and no, I was that's like, just stupid. Maybe because it's like they're teenagers and they haven't fully developed yet. And maybe this is because this is not like a young adult novel. But I just think like, this is stupid. I would much rather like a thriller like Home Before Dark where it's like, yeah, Maggie makes bad decisions, but it's not like glamorized. And what this book is trying to portray is like, are people the, smart enough to know that? I don't know. But some people have been in these situations where their significant other has been so manipulative to the point where they're just like, I have to stay. I understand that I have to stay, but most people I know who have been in that situation, after they're out of it, they're like, yeah, no, I'm out. I mean, I, I was that way. I, I left. I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. Like, you didn't, but maybe- you don't call his current girlfriend and be like, he's a piece of shit. He cheated on me. He beat me. Right. Like, you just, you just leave. So we'll see. We just got to keep reading. But I think we can go to the discussion questions. I can go first if you want for the first question. On a scale of one to five, how much do you dislike slash hate Richards? A thousand out of five. (laughs) Agree. I think that's probably the simplest answer. Richard can go rot in the ninth circle of hell. I agree. (laughs) Uh, Here's my first discussion question. If you were in Emma's situation, would you believe Vanessa? So assuming that Emma's still a nice person, that's a bad word. So like a- Do you want to say decent person? A decent person, like a human being that like shows empathy. Um, I would take what Vanessa's telling me with some type of truth. I wouldn't necessarily believe everything because I'd be like, okay, get away from me. Richard's told me all sorts of things, but I know in the back of my head, I would constantly be thinking about it and be like, okay, what is he hiding something from me? And like, if Vanessa's really telling the truth, then I think Emma would start to realize that like, I'm seeing the same signs that she was telling me. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, maybe if someone was there to warn Vanessa, she would have seen the signs of him being... Did anyone warn her prior, other than, like, her mom right before the wedding? I don't think so. I think I think even Vanessa said the signs were all there, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to believe them. So, yeah. Um, for Here's for this. What would you do if you were in the situation with David, the professor, either as his wife or Vanessa? <laughs> I mean, I think, his, I think his wife did the the right thing to do in that situation where it's just like get away from my husband and i guess at that point it's i know some people can get through an affair in a marriage they just like work through it i don't think i could <laughs> i definitely <laughs> like, couldn't start the divorce proceedings <laughs> i think if i was vanessa i think yeah. i would have been a little bit again she's 21 i, was like, so I think been... vanessa did the right thing in this situation too because she just said i'm so sorry i didn't know right she was very rational Because, like, imagine if she had come up and she was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you piece of shit, blah, blah. She could have gone off. And all she said was, I'm so sorry. 
And I think the wife was very rational about it, too, where she was like, get away. Yeah. So either way, David's a horrible person. (laughs) Your question. So this is after, I think, chapter 22, where Richard essentially tells Vanessa, I still love you. And then he kisses her. And I said, what do you think Richard is doing? (laughs) What is Um, Richard's end goal? He's definitely trying to manipulate her. So that way, I think he knows exactly what she's doing, that she's trying to save Emma from him. And he knows that like, or he thinks that if I kiss her or if I show up, that's going to throw her off and she's going to fall back in love with me. But when does that make Vanessa fight it even more? I think he legit thinks that that, that's like, that will be the end of it for her and she won't do anything. But for Vanessa, that's like fuel for the fire. Like, she's like, no, like you did this. Like, you're a horrible person. This confirms everything that I've already felt about you. What I'm getting at is if he tried to convince Vanessa that he still loves her and she still loves him, wouldn't that be all like fuel Vanessa to be like, all right, you really can't get married to Emma now because you still want me. I don't, I just don't understand. First of all, because he already said like, there's nothing more to say with the text message and then sent the picture of the photo Mm -hmm. the wedding photo album he's just trying to play a mind game i don't okay here's my thing maybe we have to take richard at face value and only take what richard has done in person as things that richard has actually done what if richard is not the one responding to the text messages and what if he's not the person who sent the clothes and the photo album it could be emma yeah that's what i was saying like what if it's someone else i don't know i obviously don't want vanessa to get back with richard but i'm just no no (laughs) because he's a horrible person but no i can see it um okay so who is your favorite character and why is it Anne charlotte (laughs) (laughs) but who is actually your favorite character i told you my favorite character is duke because i love puppies I love puppies. And yeah, he's like okay. the only one in her life, her married life, that was just like, who gave her an outlook to the world after she just felt like everything was falling apart because she can't get pregnant. Her husband. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I could have said her mom because her mom is like supporting her in her marriage and kind of noticed like, hey, does he know you? And then she comes out to support her when, when her mom immediately catches on to the, oh, I've been laying in bed all day because mm-hmm. i think the mom wanted wants better for vanessa than what she provided for her as a kid i can see that even though like she couldn't give that stability and we we do stand aunt charlotte because she is essentially vanessa's rock through everything so why is aunt charlotte your favorite character <laughs> i i just like her like how she's just so like easygoing but she's still there for vanessa throughout everything and like even after the divorce, like she's like, she opened up her home to Vanessa and was like, you can stay here. You know, like you said, she was her rock. And that's how I, I see it too. I have, what do you think happened to Duke? I think Richard gave him to a different family because he was jealous that Vanessa liked him. Supposedly loved him better than Richard. Because my whole thing was just like, if he gave him to a different family, I guess that's fine. But don't you see what you're doing to your wife? But this also made me think of, I think it's basically called like the three literary sins. One of these three things you can make a character do and the readers will hate them forever for it. One is rape. Mm-hmm. Two is um, cruelty towards children. And then three is cruelty towards animals. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, this is just, I think the author is trying to hammer home. It's like, you don't like Richard. He did something to Duke. Yeah. And then... um 
we already talked about the wedding topper, but the last question I have is like, why do you think this is all happening to Vanessa? What do you mean? Like, why is Vanessa in this situation in the first place? It's not like she asked for it. I think she, it was her not being able to say no, her trying to find someone that loves her, like her trying to like create a whole new life after what happened in, in college. And I think it was just like, she just so badly wanted to get away from that, that she wasn't thinking, what's the word? Rationally. Rationally. Yeah, she wasn't thinking rationally. So she got herself, she put herself in this position where she wanted someone else to feel in control Mm -hmm. or to be in control. So that way she wasn't. And then at that point, she was like, no, like, because I lost control, this is all happening. Well, if we're going to go into the control thing, there is one thing Vanessa can't control and won't control. Uh, Who do you think is stalking Vanessa? I think it's Richard. (laughs) I think Richard is stalking Vanessa. I think it's Richard because you know how like she got the call when they were on their honeymoon. He was gone. He was out of the room. And she keeps saying, he knows me better than I know myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it might be Richard who's following her. And that's how he knows like when to show up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But here is the other theory, because I think she says like she saw the face from her past when Mm -hmm. she noticed when she freaked out with the security system in the window. I don't think it's her professor. What if the wife didn't act rationally and is now stalking Vanessa because she deserves it? That's what I um, I don't know. Because I have like, why is this happening to Vanessa? I know you you believe in karma. So I thought you were going to take that point. But I was like, is this Vanessa's karma for having an affair with a married man that now she has to deal with her husband having an affair and leaving her because we don't find out what happened to david and his family not yet at least yeah so but that's like my thing and i was like maybe it's david's wife stalking her maybe but we'll see okay is that all the questions yeah that's all i have (laughs) okay All right, so that is the end of our book review for chapters 14 through 27. And join us next time for chapters 28 to the end. And we will finally decide whether or not Richard is actually the asshole he is. What's that be the twist? And who is stalking Vanessa? Oh, and we might figure out who our Duke is. I don't think we're going to figure out where Duke is. I don't think so. It would be nice, though. But anyways, join us next time. Bye. Bye.